Welcome to October's finale, the final day of October. It's Michael Pelka with you on the Puro Pelka podcast. Tomorrow, we are in November. Today, the 31st of October, we are seven full days and change ahead of the midterm elections, the most important midterm elections in your life, in my life, in this country's life. Am I exaggerating a little too much? I don't think so. It really is going to be a deciding election in terms of where this country goes. Do we go back to the Constitution? Do we go back to capitalism? Or do we become like, God forbid, Brazil, which yesterday held a big election and the socialist won? It was a very close election. It was a runoff election. But the socialist candidate, Lula, Lula is now the president and Bolsonaro is out. So capitalism out, socialism in, watch for rising inflation and just general malaise to be the next thing. And Joe Biden already congratulated Lula yesterday when the when the election results were announced within a couple of hours of polls closing, by the way, notice that. A couple of hours, just a couple of hours after the polls closed, Brazil was able to say, hey, we've counted all the votes. Uh, Here's who's winning. And here in America, well, we're being told that on election night, next week, next Tuesday night, we're probably not going to have the results. In fact, uh, Dasha Burns, the lady who got in trouble for telling the truth about John Fetterman, Well, she's been all over MSNBC talking about what's going on in Pennsylvania. And she said this a couple of times over the weekend. And I did also, Yasmin, ask the dreaded question about timeline. Yeah. We will not be expecting results on November 8th. (laughs) We don't know when exactly we will get them, but it's not going to be on election night here, Yasmin. So ask the question, the dreaded timeline question, when we might get results out of Philadelphia, one of the bigger uh, populations in the state. It is not going to be on November 8th. We will not get results out of Philly on election night, Kate. Yeah, so we're not going to get them. That's the line we're being fed. Brazil can get it done in one day and count it. An entire country and the state of Pennsylvania, the city of Philadelphia, telling us they can't get it done. Why? What's going on? What shenanigans are you already planning? I know I'm being a little bit conspiratorial, but why? Why can't we get it done? How dare we? How dare we look like some bizarre banana republic when nations like Brazil are able to get it done. France got it done the last time they had their election a couple months ago. I'll tell you why. Because the Democrats are afraid they're going to get absolutely destroyed. So they're looking at every opportunity to become a late election season surprise. Even the Nancy Pelosi husband attack was turned into a late season surprise a late october surprise and we still don't know today as we're recording the podcast we really don't know what the hell happened and i'm not going to jump out on a limb and speculate although we were told several different things remember several respected air quotes being used uh members of the mainstream media told us well it was a home invasion hmm home invasion 
And then we have the police tape from the 911 dispatcher telling telling the um, officers who are on the way to respond that, oh, by the way, this guy's a friend. His name is George. He knows Paul Pelosi. How did that happen? Seriously. How does that even happen? I don't understand it. And then we were told that uh, they were both in their underwear. Then one was in their underwear. Then there were two hammers. Then there was one hammer. Then the police witnessed the intruder take the hammer from Paul Pelosi and crack his skull. Now, the injuries are real. The guy's had to have surgery. He's in his 80s. He's all beat up. We hope he recovers. But for all of this lack of information being shared with us, there is zero transparency, and there's all kinds of speculation, all kinds. They lived in a very secure, luxurious building. Where are the security cameras? I watch all those murder shows, right? All those uh, procedural crime shows where they go to the worst neighborhoods in town and there are cameras on all of the liquor stores or the gas stations and they can catch crooks in a matter of days. In one, the first 48, they get them in 48 hours most of the time. Why can't we see all of the security cameras and why, 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 why? The woman who is two heartbeats away from being president. Why did not her husband have a security detail? God forbid someone had taken Nancy Pelosi's husband hostage and used him as some kind of bargaining chip. She is second in line to be the president. Just two heartbeats away. We're not getting told the whole story. And meanwhile, all kinds of stuff is going on around the world, and we're not paying attention to it. For example, wheat prices leapt. Wheat prices going through the roof because over the weekend, Russia said they're no longer going to honor the deal they made with the U.N. to allow grain to be shipped out of Ukraine. Russia said no more of that, which means they're planning on starving a portion of the world. So wheat prices just went through the roof. We know we have a diesel shortage, or do we? Who can confirm this, which is going to drive fuel prices higher? It's very disturbing what's going on. Natural gas prices in America spiking as temperatures are about to dive nationwide. I wish we had a a place we could go. I wish we had a, a source of natural gas in this country. Oh, wait, we do. But the Democrats won't let us get after it. And so now as Monday morning starts and the Ukrainian capital of Kiev is without power and water because Russia's putting new airstrikes on them. And we have Russia reneging on the grain deal. And we have a cold wave hitting America because, oh, it's November. Natural gas prices are going to spike. So wheat, natural gas prices. Ah, what else could go wrong? I'll tell you what could go wrong. The Democrats could take control. And God help us if they do, because they think the answer will be more government instead of less government. I have to share something with you, something I got today from a friend of mine who's in uh, Iowa. My buddy Simon is in Iowa, and he is so proud of their governor who's running for re-election. Her name is Kim Reynolds, and she put out what may be the best ad and also the most triggering ad 
for Democrats that I have seen in a long time. This is the brand new ad from Kim Reynolds called The Best is Yet to Come. Iowa is a home like no other, a land rooted in faith, freedom, and hard work with fields of dreams that still come true. Here in Iowa, we still know right from wrong, boys from girls, and liberty from tyranny. When the world shut down, we stayed open and thrived. Instead of paying people to sit at home, we put people to work. And unlike Washington, we get things done. Record low unemployment, tax cuts, and so much more. Here in Iowa, we may get up early, but we're not woke. We love our country, our military, and law enforcement. Because of who we are and what we stand for, Iowa has always been America at its best. Here in this field of dreams that we call home, anything is possible, and the best is yet to come. How many things in that ad did you hear that would trigger liberals? I'm laughing be just thinking about people's heads spinning, lighting their hair on fire, running around going, ah, ah. Yeah, it opened up with God. And family, <laughs> and we still recognize the difference between boys and girls. Oh, that is such good stuff. I wish every Republican candidate had the the stones to run an ad like that. That was great. That was absolutely great. And I will tell you, something else happened this weekend that surprised me, and uh, I figure it's a sign from Democrats that... Uh, it looks like they're giving up. A sign from Democrats uh, realizing that they are not going to succeed in the midterm elections, and it happened on Saturday Night Live. I watch it so you don't have to. It's kind of my public service that I do. On Saturday Night Live, they actually had a fake movie promotion, you know, like a movie ad. You'd see a trailer, and uh, it, it was a horror movie, and it really is a Democrats horror movie. I'll give you a little snippet of it because it's three minutes long, but it basically is a bunch of kids in a house being scared by something. Enjoy. Sometimes a familiar face can be the most terrifying. In political news, President Biden has said he intends to run for re-election in 2024. I know he's a little old, but he could still win, right? He beat Trump. But can he beat DeSantis? I don't know. I don't know! Can you trust him again? He's 79 now. Elections in two years. So that means... When it feels like nothing's going right, yeah, it's, uh, it's very good. It goes on for three minutes, like I said, but it's actually terrific. And it reminds me of when SNL actually used to do comedy, not based on political parties or an agenda, but just on whether or not something was funny. You can find it online. It's out there. I'll, I'll post a link to it on the Twitters as well. But it really was brilliant. And I couldn't believe they did it. And then I sat back and I thought, wait, why are they doing this? Oh, that's why they've given up. 
and they don't want to be seen as the people who couldn't deal with the truth. They're trying to actually pivot. It's not going to work, but, you know, it will help take the sting out of it a little bit. They still have so much more to do. The opening of the show was all brutal about Herschel Walker and Dr. Oz and Carrie Lake. And that just tells me that Herschel Walker and Dr. Oz and Carrie Lake are probably on a path to win their elections. It's going to be close. Still could go either way. Although um, Sunday, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, a huge paper in Pennsylvania, endorsed Dr. Oz. That is a gigantic bit of news. So very good for you, Dr. Oz. Let's hope. Now, the Democrats are going to be out there. They're not giving up. Obama's out there. Biden may even show up out there, although they're keeping him away from pretty much everybody. But uh, Obama was out in Georgia. He was out in Michigan. He'll probably be out in Nevada. And uh, I, I don't know if it's going to make a difference. I really don't. And they tried to turn this Pelosi attack back on you and me and say, it's our language. We're the problem. We're the people who are causing all of this. In fact, Joe Biden, outside of the, the voting booth, he, he went and did early voting in Delaware. First time they've had it in Delaware. Joe and his 18-year-old granddaughter voted. And when Joe came out, they asked him about the Paul Pelosi situation. And uh, Joey took that opportunity to tell us that we have to stop this speech. We're not allowed to have this kind of speech. This speech must be halted. He doesn't believe in free speech, which I, I do. Free speech is sacrosanct, but not to the Democrats. So the, the talk has to stop. That's the problem. That's the problem. You can't just say, I feel badly about the violence. We condemn it. Condemn what produces the violence. And this talk produces the violence. Really? The talk produces the violence. The words produce the violence, not the action. You're saying the talk produces the violence. I wonder where you you were standing when Chuck Schumer warned Kavanaugh that he would unleash hell. I wonder what you were listening to, Mr. President, when Maxine Waters threatened every member of the Trump cabinet and told her supporters, you get up in their faces and you tell them they're not welcome in this town anywhere. Where were you, sir? Oh, that's right. You, you had just left office. You were the former vice president who was thinking about another run. It truly is disgusting what these Democrats have stood up for. Absolutely disgusting. The talk must end? No. No, 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 sir. No, we reject that. We reject that completely. So stop the fear-mongering, stop the lying, stop the squelching of the First Amendment, and just either change your policies or accept the defeat. Let's hope it's a big defeat. I hope it's a huge defeat coming up. It should be, based on everything. Maybe even in New York. I saw Governor DeSantis was out stumping for Lee Zeldin in New York. Wouldn't that be great to see a Republican governor in the state of New York? Uh, DeSantis was kind of reminding the faithful in New York 
upstate New York what it was like when he was governor of Florida and Zeldin would be the same kind of governor. New York because I had a lot of people flee New York and tell me about some of the abuse of power that we see. And I can tell you, Lee Zeldin, he would be making the same types of decisions to protect your freedom that I made to protect the freedom of people in Florida. I like this. I like this that the governor of Florida, who has in a battle of his own, but it looks like he's pretty comfortable, is going to be out there campaigning on behalf of Republicans, other Republicans. That's great. Well done, sir. I hope Lee Zeldin is the winner next week. We'll keep our eyes on it all throughout the week. There's another thing I, I was absolutely stunned by this week, and uh, this is the latest stupidity, insanity, craziness from the people who bring you the Satanic Temple. Yeah, I know. I know. We do have to allow them their space, but it just seems just so wrong and stupid. The people who are at the Satanic Temple had a booth at an event this past weekend, and they had their own little booth where they were unbaptizing people. They were getting a $10 fee to unbaptize people, and there were lines of people there walking up, getting an upside-down cross put on their heads, and then they are um, instructed to chant, Hail Satan, because they're idiots. There actually is video. Here's a little of the audio of the Hail Satan ceremony. Getting the cross on his head. The person says, Hail Satan. Another person steps up, gets the cross. Hail Satan. I wonder if they have to give them their $10 before, or do they turn around, or do they just hand them a coupon? $10 to be unbaptized. It's, it's so silly. Now they're going to be walking around with an upside-down sign of the cross on their heads. <laughs> Happy Halloween, you fools. Happy Halloween. A couple other stories out there I'm keeping my eyes on. There is a, a bank in Australia that he's begun linking customer transactions to their carbon footprints. They're showing how much CO2 you're, you're using, how much CO2 you're putting into the environment, I guess how much greenhouse gas you're creating, and then they're uh, going to make you have uh, points that you can use. And I wonder if it's going to eventually affect the rate you get on your credit card. Probably. Because this is what China's social credit score is doing. And now these environmental nut jobs are doing it with your uh, carbon credit score. You won't be able to have as good a, uh, I guess, a, um, a credit rating depending on your carbon footprint. Are they going to follow people who come out of Mexican restaurants? I'm just asking, just throwing that out there. You get an option to pay a fee to offset your carbon footprint. No, 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 no. We have to stop this. This madness is really, it's caught on beyond any belief that I would have had. And we see it even in the transition between the owners of uh, the public owners of Twitter and now Elon Musk taking it private. People are apparently saying, especially the celebrities, we're leaving, we're quitting Twitter. Goodbye. See you. You'll be back, I guarantee you. 
people who quit stuff like that invariably come back quietly, don't say anything about it. Elon Musk going in and, and cleaning house. I will tell you that uh, there was a video that came out last week. It showed how good the people at Twitter had it in terms of their work environment, what kind of place it was. They had all those free food areas, just like Facebook had when I visited Facebook. There were refrigerators and freezers everywhere with every kind of piece of food and kind of food and drink you would want. Uh, the, The Facebook place had its own like Starbucks inside. They had a grilled cheese bar on the roof. They have all kinds of places. But guess what? When the going gets tough, all those goodies start going. I'm sure Elon Musk looked at that video and said, there's a wine bar. There's a beer tap. There's all kinds of food. There's a salad bar. How much money could Twitter be making if we weren't feeding and watering these people and and trying to keep them here? So Elon Musk is cleaning house, and I'm sure the uh, the wine tap and the beer tap are going to go away, and the salad bar will probably go away too. And he's also planning on charging for people who have a blue check mark. I have one. I don't know if I will keep it, if I have to pay for it. I earned it when I was a journalist at The Blaze. So I don't know what's going to happen there. But all the people who are freaking out over Elon Musk makes me laugh too. He bought it. He could do with it what he wants. He could take it and shut it off. And wouldn't that be funny? Him just saying, yeah, I spent $44 billion just to piss you people off. That would make me laugh too. All right, I'm going to get out of here tomorrow. I think we have Billy Hallowell joining us, Jim Stovall, and maybe a couple of other surprises. We do our uh, seven-day countdown to the midterm elections. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for sharing the podcast with your friends. It's Mike Opelka on the Pure Opelka podcast. (laughs) 